0: Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, episode number 12. I'm your host, Heather, and today we are talking about effective and efficient brainstorming. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please pass This podcast is going to have three sections essentially. The first section is on group brainstorming, the second is on solo brainstorming, and the third are the four rules of brainstorming. So feel free to skip ahead if you are a solopreneur or you tend to be doing a lot of this stuff on your own. The group stuff is important and if you ever end up doing it, it's a good thing to know. But if you do a lot more solo stuff, skip ahead to that. So like I said, we're going to start with group brainstorming tips. When you have a group of people, yes, two heads are better than one and three heads are better than two, but that's an awful lot of mouths. Most people shy away from group brainstorming mainly because they work with a couple of people who tend to take over conversations and they tend to monopolize a little bit. There's a couple of really effective, efficient ways to keep that from happening. The first one is set a goal. Have one goal for your brainstorming session or have one set of ideas per brainstorming session. Rabbit holes and tangents will kill the effectiveness. It'll annoy half the people. And it's one of the best ways to ensure it'll only happen one time, even though it's a really valuable exercise. So if you are going to be brainstorming on ways to make more sales... You're obviously going to have the sales team in there, but you're going to have a bunch of different people maybe in the room. You could have marketing people, you could have production people, you could have management. Everybody has a voice and has a different perspective, and that's important. However, everybody is going to have their own take on it. And a lot of times production people will start talking about production stuff and they have to be reined back in. If you write the goal visibly and just every time somebody goes off on a tangent, point back to the goal. It'll keep it effective, efficient, and tight. So that's step number one. Set a goal and write it visibly. Step number two, be selective with your invite list. If you know that your top salesman really can't stop talking once he's got an audience, he doesn't need to be in the brainstorming section. He can be asked his thoughts separately. Prior to the meeting would be the best. But often that person does really well in a one-to-one. Once the brainstorming is over, they will not have their feelings hurt or feel less involved because you'll say, okay, we did a general brainstorming, but now I need the expert's opinion. And they can go through and and sort of riff on their own, but they're not going to be detracting from the group as a whole. So even though somebody is your top, whatever it is, if they're not good in a group setting, they do not need to be invited. Second thing to do to manage those wrangling kittens moments, choose one moderator and choose them well. Again, you do not have to choose your top person. You have to choose your top people person. If there is someone in the room who's well-respected by everyone, who's listened to by everyone, and who has the confidence and the control to moderate a group, That is the person that you want to be your moderator. Even if they are a junior person, even if they are not necessarily the person in there, they can just be your brainstorming moderator. It doesn't matter what their job title is. It matters what their talent level is. I would much rather see you bring somebody in that everybody goes, huh, why are they here? And then 10 minutes in, they go, oh, that's why they're here. Rather than you use the assumed automatic, you know, top salesperson, the HR manager, the production manager, whoever it is, your ops manager, and partway through the day go, why did we choose them? Like, this is just not their thing. So choose people based on their abilities rather than their job title. The next way to make sure, and this is in meetings, this is in brainstorming, this is in everything. To make sure that things run efficiently, get people thinking and writing ahead of time. Assign homework in advance. Have them know what we're going to be brainstorming about and have them write down 10 ideas. Have them write down 30 ideas. Give them a number because if you say write down ideas until you run out of ideas, on average, you'll get six ideas per person. Give them a higher, a higher goal to aim for. And if they only get seven or eight or nine, well, it's better than six. So assign specific homework in advance and have them make sure they bring it with them or have them email it to the moderator ahead of time. So the moderator can actually start with the goal written at the top, let's make more sales, and the most common or, or best or all ideas already written down, so we don't have to brainstorm those again. Those are assumed, and now we're gonna group think. When you're setting your schedule, use a timer, and have breaks with snacks and movement planned ahead. Most times we veer off topic within about 35 to 45 minutes. So if you set a timer for 35 minutes and you're doing sprints and everybody knows they're going to get cut off at 35 minutes, you actually have to stop conversation then. So if somebody is mid-thought, that's fine. They can write down the rest of their thought And after the break, they can decide if it's valuable enough to be shared. Often people just keep talking because they were talking and they want to finish their sentence, not because it's valuable or useful. So honor your own time, honor the time of your attendees and make sure that you are providing a change of pace. Tell everybody to you know leave, go to the bathroom, go for outside for a minute, go wherever. Your breaks should be about seven to 10 minutes, no more. They can be less make sure people are hydrating, and make sure you're giving them little snacks so they get little boosts throughout the day. I don't care if your entire room are 65-year-old C-level executives. Trust me, this is going to work. The snacks might be a little bit different than if you're in a room full of startup owners, but the same theory applies. Again, with scheduling, we know there are morning people and there are night people and there are people who have strengths all the time. Schedule your brainstorming session for three full hours where nobody else is going to do anything else. You're not distracted. You don't have your phones. No distractions is a really big one. So everybody knows well ahead of time that for these three hours, they are not to be interrupted. And set it for late morning to early afternoon. 10 until 1, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. is a great time to do brainstorming. All of the morning people still have their energy and the afternoon people have woken up by now. And the morning people won't have hit their 2.30 p.m. wall. So 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. tends to be one of our most productive times if we make it productive. It also allows for since they're being given snacks and and little things during that time, they're not going to get super hungry. They get to have lunch at 1 o'clock and it's not a big disruption to their day. That way people can come in. And they work, let's say, from 8 till 10 on their strategic tactics, on their on their strategy, on their buffer stuff, on their regular work stuff. And then they are leaving that from 10, but they know they'll be able to go back to it at 1.30. So they're not going to be distracted in the interim. That's the set for group brainstorming. If you are solo brainstorming, this can be much, much harder because it can be kind of hard to Motivate yourself, keep yourself focused. keep yourself from being distracted. It is incredibly difficult to keep yourself going when you're just, quote unquote, just brainstorming. Tip number one, get out of your regular workspace. It is so important that your brain is refreshed and recharged and not filled with the normal thoughts that you have in a certain place. Everybody walks into a, like if you walk into a room all the time, there's a lot of associations with that space. Have a space where you go to do creative brainstorming. So then your brain is trained whenever you walk into that new space, whether it's a coffee shop, whether if you work in an office alone and you go home into a certain room, set aside a brainstorming and thinking room. Your brain, as soon as you walk in there, will start the association. Ah, I know what to do when I'm in here and you will automatically start thinking right away. Number two, this is the one thing that happens to solo people that doesn't happen to group people because groups will get antsy and twitchy. Solo people often don't notice that they're getting antsy and twitchy and distracted until they're way down the rabbit hole. Take functional breaks regularly. During that break, the, the next sort of three tips are all about taking breaks, which is great because, you know, that's what makes brainstorming fun. So take functional breaks. One tip is read a book for 10 minutes. If you are stuck and have no more ideas, go read a book that's well-written that you like on a completely different topic. Let your brain get a little bit refreshed and then come back. Don't read for more than 10 minutes or five pages, but go read, come back. The other tip for um, really functional breaks, walk and drink water every 30 minutes. Even if it's just a matter of, in my case, my office is on the second floor of a large building, so I will go outside, even though right now it is winter and it is cold. Doesn't matter the time of day, I will walk down the stairs, go outside, take five or ten slow, deep breaths, and then come back in. And while that's happening, my brain is just kind of moving on its own. So when we do group, or we'll each do individual brainstorming to kind of get the best ideas out of everybody, but we're all introverts, so we don't really group think that well. So we'll go off and do this. This is one of those tips that I really, really recommend going and changing your location temporarily. And then when you come back in, your brain is like, okay, it's time to work. When you come back in, the important thing is not to try to jump back into brand new ideas. You've Written, let's say five ideas down. You brainstormed five good ways to do whatever the goal is that you set. Even if you're a solopreneur, you're still going to set your goals for your brainstorming or you will find at the end of the day, you're exhausted and haven't accomplished anything. So make sure when you come back in, the first thing you do is read through what you've already got. See if any of it sparks a new idea, a different way of looking at it, um, a better way of looking at this or that, or five more ideas based on that one idea. If you are a visual person, use that time to take the ideas that you've just jotted down and make a map. I am not a super visually organized person. So when I see my maps, to me, it looks chaotic, but there are lots of people, first person being my business partner, who are very set up that way. They can see things better in maps and charts and flow charts and things like that. I'm not able to. So I wouldn't do that myself, but if it works for you, Often what you'll start to see is holes in areas. So let's say you have ideas about personnel, ideas about finances, ideas about sales, ideas about growth, and then you realize, wait a minute, all my ideas so far have just been about personnel. It's important to see that on a full map because that's how you can tell that you've actually got holes in your thoughts. And then you can just change your entire perspective to, you can kind of narrow it down. So you're only going to fill in those areas that you haven't really done a lot with yet. Those are the tips for solo brainstorming. The four rules of brainstorming apply across the board. They apply differently, obviously, whether you're working in a group or you're working alone. But these are four things that we really need you to understand when you are bringing ideas to the table. These are the things that keep brainstorming from being useful And they kind of turn it into just an exercise that is never really gets anywhere. Number one, leave your judgment at the door. If you are a solo brainstormer, this is actually even harder than when you're doing it in a group because in a group, as soon as somebody makes a silly idea, you feel like you're okay to make a silly idea suggestion or idea too. But when you are solo, You will start second-guessing and judging the second an idea comes into your head. Write it down anyway. Every single idea that comes into your head, write it down. If you are stuck completely, think of three ridiculous ideas and write them down and then continue on. Just getting something on the page, but you have to release yourself from judgment. And remember, this is brainstorming. This is not doing. The better the, Id- the number of ideas you have, the better your entire process will be. And the first thing about that is we generally try to come up with only the right ideas. Just like a storm, this is everything. This is a full brain dump. This is everything you can think of on this topic. This is everything anybody has ever said to you. Even the stuff you don't agree with or believe in. Because again, you're going to come back, you're going to review. So nothing is wasted. No idea is wasted. Even if it's something you've already tried and it didn't work, there could be 18 different reasons for that. I want you to write it down anyway. Start with, if, if you're really, really struggling, start with what you've already done. Start with what you know. Write those things down with no judgment as to why they didn't work. And then start going off of those. The second tip, think freely, openly, and widely. It doesn't matter if you are a car salesman who's drawing ideas from real estate or who's drawing ideas from a dentist or whatever. Think well outside your box. Think what would work on you, but think freely, widely, and openly. This is where it falls apart in groups. It's easier to do that as a solo brainstormer. And in groups, this is where judgment starts creeping in. People are like, well, that's a stupid idea. This is the one place where there are no stupid ideas. We are going for quantity here, less quality. We are not qualifying any of our ideas. The bigger, the wider, and the crazier your idea is, the better it is in a lot of cases now no that does not mean that you want the joker in the group to start coming up with just completely stupid things because that just is going to kill the energy but again that goes back to choose the right people to be in the room for brainstorming what it does mean is this doesn't have to be tested tried and true this has to be an idea this is a seed and this is an unidentified seed that we have no idea what it's going to grow into This could be a rose. This could be a pine tree. This could be a daisy. This could be peppermint. We don't know. All we know is we have a seed. All we're trying to do is gather up every seed that has been scattered around our brains for our entire lives. We want to dump them onto a page. The third big rule of brainstorming, big numbers, is the goal. This is the area, and i don't I can't think of another one, honestly, but this is the area where quantity actually matters more than quality. A good brainstorming session that is three hours long starts with a discussion of goals, starts with a discussion of norms, starts with a where are we now, where are we trying to go, all that conversation does happen within it. And there are lots and lots of brain breaks. Yes, it doesn't feel like you're doing a lot of work. But at the end of the session, you should have 50 to 75 ideas. I know that sounds a little crazy. This is whether you're solo or a group. Because solo, a lot of times, will start out with ideas really, really fast and then taper off. And groups often start very, very slowly and then speed up. But by the end of that session, you should have 50 to 75 ideas. This is obviously going to be different if you do a shorter brainstorming session. This is obviously going to be a lot less if you have a very specific niched goal. In that case, I would recommend you don't do a brainstorming session. I would recommend you do a strategic session, which is very different. Brainstorming is used to get the widest range of ideas possible. So it should only be used when you are looking for the widest range of ideas possible. If somebody is saying, giving ideas all the time and you're like, no, 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 no. And you're just shooting them down. You've probably identified that this is a strategic session, not a brainstorming session. Brainstorming session means everything is yes. It's the same as, uh, improv. Yes and yes and yes and that's the only correct response. The last of the four rules of brainstorming, first one being no judgment allowed, second one being think freely, widely, and the third one being quantity over quality, big numbers are the goal. The last one is more heads are better than fewer. Again, this only counts when you have gone through the group norms when you've gone through those tips for good group goal setting you have a good moderator you have a solid goal you have a visible list they've done their homework they're taking lots of breaks they have a timer and you've set it for the right amount of time so nobody gets fatigued and you don't get all of that like going around in circles and you have somebody keeping you from going down rabbit holes more heads are better you need to be looking at as many ideas as you can get because the guy in the mailroom may be an absolute genius when it comes to big ideas. He's just not the person to implement them. The administrative assistant knows and sees all. They have a lot of ideas on how this place should be run if they were the boss. Guess what? Brainstorming session is the time that they get to bring that to the table. If you're a solopreneur, How do you do that? If you are a solo brainstormer, how do you do that? You do that by getting a sounding board. After you've gone through your brainstorming, present it to somebody else. That person does not need to be an expert in your field, although having a mentor is a great idea. Present it to somebody, anybody, because other people will have ideas that you didn't think of because they are not in your little brain space. So those are the four rules of brainstorming no judgment, think free and think wide, quantity is important, quality less so, and more heads are better than one. Up next, we're going to give you some tips on how to do your own website audit. This is something that I'm asked to do on a pretty regular basis, so I'm going to explain to you how I do it. If you like what you heard, please let us know, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and if you want to get in touch with us to see how we can help you, You can find us at HALA.agency, H-A-L-A.agency, and online everywhere as HALA Connected. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.